I've got some, I got plenty of good news for you this morning, but I've got some good news even just for the state of Florida and Hillsborough County, Pasco County regarding COVID. This week I found out that the COVID cases in our area, in our state, have gone down 73%. Wow. Listen, thank you, Jesus, and we want to continue to make progress there. I'm going to skip over, uh, this is my Bible today, just because I want to get into this message uh, right away. And today we're going to continue our series, Miracles, and we are already in our fifth week in this series. And I want to say something, and I've said something similar every week, but I want to say it because I want you to get it, hear it, know it, expect it, and that is, I believe that there is coming a revival that is going to be worldwide. I believe the Spirit of God is going to sweep through nations across this globe, just like the pandemic did, and that literally thousands upon thousands of people are going to be swept into the kingdom of God. Now, when we see a revival like that happening, one of the things that we've learned from church history that accompanies those moves of God is there's an increase of miracles and as this church we're teaching on miracles because we want God to prepare our hearts so not only do we embrace this coming season but we help usher it in because we are expecting God to do miracles to point people to Jesus amen so let's get into this message today and I've simply entitled this message today and I'm like Tanya she forgot the name of the song I just forgot the name of my message oh pursue Jesus sorry Lord even about pursuing you anyway my mind so clicking off things that I need to do well you know what since I'm going to get to this message let me tell you a joke we can start with a joke there are four talk about needing a miracle there are four godly men and they mentored one another and they were meeting and one of the three looks at the other three and says now when somebody is standing beside your casket at the very obviously the end of your life and they're looking down at you what would you like for them to say so one of them spoke up so I know what I want them to say I I want them to say that I loved God I loved my family and I was good to everyone. And I said, oh, that, that, that's good. And then the second one said, well, I know what I want them to say. I want them to say I was a godly leader, that I, I led people well, and I was godly in doing that. And, and then that I was loyal to my family, and that I was loyal to my church, and said, that's good. And so finally, the gentleman that I asked the question looked at the third, and he said, what about you? He said, I want them to say, hey, I think he's moving. So now, I hope I got you back on track. Now we'll get into this message today. Pursue Jesus. Psalm 78 verse 7 says this. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Let me just say this. We set our hope anew on God. We will not forget 
that he's a miracle-working God. Don't forget that. The psalmist here is saying, just like I obey your commandments, I'll set my hope anew. How many know sometimes you have to do a reset? Well, it's time for us to do a reset and believe that God's going to do some amazing miracles. And he desires to do miracles on our behalf. Now, let's go back and remind ourselves of the definitions that we've used for miracle. Here's the first one. A miracle is a wonder or a wonderful deed, a miraculous sign, an omen. Miracle is also defined by Merriam-Webster's dictionary as an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Consider what a miracle is. It's a wonderful deed. In other words, somebody's life is broken. They're, they're kind of on this road to self-destruction. Maybe they're addicted in some kind of bondage. But God, something wonderful, or sometimes it's a series of wonderful things that happen so that their heart is turned, and then they're set free. They come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and It's miraculous how their life and their heart is completely transformed. It's also God divinely intervening in the natural course of things and human affairs. In other words, that disease would normally end in death. But God, he intervened and now someone lives on free from that disease miracles our god works miracles and we know this miracles are signs to let us know that god is there to let us know that and remind us that there is a savior jesus is the savior of the world he's a miracle working savior Now, we learn this, and it's important. I've said this every week, too. It's important that we know this. We keep this in mind as the season of miracle comes. Acts 2.22 says, People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. Listen, the purpose of miracles is to point people to Jesus. We don't just need a miracle. We need a Savior. Why chase miracles when you could get to know the miracle worker himself? Hmm. Pursuing Jesus. Let me say this as we move on in this message today. Jesus is the answer. There's a game show. I don't know if it's probably on repeat somewhere playing again but there was a game show that came out and it said is that your final answer listen our final answer it's not miracles our final answer is Jesus Jesus is the answer the miracle just helped us to get to the answer let me tell you a story and this has to do with the disciples And they didn't know the answer. They didn't get it. They were not pursuing Jesus. 
Mark chapter 6, verse 50, I'm going to jump right in, where Jesus is coming to the disciples, and he steps in their boat. There's a storm going on. Mark 6, 50, it says, They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat, and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the lows. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Now, I want to just guide your attention to that last phrase there. They still didn't understand the significance of the miracle. Mm. In other words, they didn't get it. Well, let me give you the back storyline. Most of you are familiar with it. Jesus feeds over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, a little boy's lunch. The disciples get to participate in the miracle. They are a part of the miracle. They know that there's only five loaves and two fish. They know that it can't feed, obviously, that kind of crowd. And then they get to watch Jesus pray, and then they get to pass out the food to the people. They get to watch the fish multiply and the loaves multiply. And then it says at the end, those same disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Wow! What a miracle. They were there. They saw him. They watched it. And then after the people were fed, Jesus goes to pray and he tells his disciples, y'all get in the boat and go to the other side because we're going to be ministering now in the next city. So that's when Jesus meets them. He, he's going to use a different mode of transfer, transportation going to the other side. He's through praying, so he's walking on the water. A storm arises, and the Bible says that Jesus was really going to pass them, but he saw they needed him. So he stepped in the boat. This is the minute he stepped in the boat, the wind ceased. And then it says they were amazed. Can I use another word? They were shocked. They were surprised. And then he goes on to say, wow, they still didn't get it. They're amazed now because they didn't understand the significance of the miracle. Hmm. Well, if you look at that word understand, they didn't understand the miracle, that word understand literally means to connect the dots. Look at the definition. It means to take what you hear, see, and know and put it all together. So you draw a conclusion, right? It's reflection. It's pondering on or laying to heart. Let's just take a moment and, and for a minute remind ourselves that to get something in our heart, and the Bible speaks about our heart as the innermost part of us, and it said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says, our life flows from our heart, guard your heart, and it's really the innermost part of us. And when the Bible uses the word heart, you have to kind of discern because sometimes it's speaking of our inner man 
and our thoughts and our wills and our emotions. And other times, it's just speaking of our inner man. And sometimes we have to reflect and meditate upon something until it can get down in our hearts because that's where the change really happens. It says they didn't get it. They didn't take time to reflect on what had happened. They didn't take time to meditate on it, to discern, God, what are you doing? What happened there? In other words, they just didn't connect the dots. They didn't get it. And what didn't they get? He said they didn't get the significance. Now, you probably know the definition of the word significance. But the word significant silly simply means the meaning to be found in words or events. What was the significance of the miracle? It means something important or worth noting, paying attention to. Hmm. They didn't get it. Can I just say this? They didn't get the purpose of the miracle. Now you and I say, oh, we would have gotten it if they were there. We were there. No, you already read the scripture. <laughs> you're a little ahead. You're looking back. They were there. Since they didn't get it. Can I just say this? At this point, Jesus' disciples are more impressed with the miracle than they are with the Savior. They're impressed by him stepping in the boat and the winds ceasing. They're impressed by the loaves. Listen, miracles get our attention, but we must choose to pursue Jesus. How many times in the New Testament? I mean, Jesus is there. He's doing miracles, and some people choose not to follow him. But they say, I, I saw it. I was there, but not going to pursue you. Come on. Let's make sure that we pursue the miracle worker and not the miracle. Now, the sa- this was the gospel of Mark. And here it was talking about Jesus' disciples. But the same story is told by John. And John, instead of him talking about the disciples not getting it, John goes to the people that follow Jesus to the other side the next morning. The same people that got fed follow Jesus to the next city. They hear that they know he's gone, so they follow him over there. And same things happens. They don't get it. Listen what John says when Jesus begins to minister, or John's recount of what Jesus says on the other side of the lake to the people. John chapter 6, verse 26 and 27, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me his seal of approval. Wow. Same story, but just told by John. But not only did Jesus say that to his disciples, you don't get it. When he got to the other side, he says to the crowd that has followed him, you don't get it. You're seeking the wrong thing. And in this case, he says, y'all aren't even seeking miracles anymore. You didn't even follow me because of the miracle itself. You're just hungry. 
How many know some people just want what Jesus can do for them? But they don't want Jesus. They don't want to pursue him. They don't want to live their life for him. Because we're talking about pursuing Jesus. And we're talking to the church. And those of us that are going to be a part of this next great move God's going to do. We cannot pursue the miracles. We've got to pursue the miracle worker. We've got to make sure we get it. It's all about the Savior, not about the miracles. Hmm. Here's what we learn. From this story, Jesus can be right in front of us, with us, and we don't see him for who he is. Hmm. You see, it's not about the miracles. It's about the Savior. Jesus is trying to save the world. Now, he may use miracles to get their attention, but he wants you to look to him, not to the miracle. Here's what you need to learn. Miracles are supernatural, but in and of themselves, they are not transformational. Hmm. Jesus goes on to talk to this crowd because he wants to redirect their hearts. He wants them to get it. He goes on, same chapter, same story, verse 29 of John 6, and he says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the miracle. No, no, no. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? Hmm. Seems like they're playing that radio station, WIFM. What's in it for me? Now, there are some things that will happen for you, but you've got to pursue Jesus for who he is. It's not about what Jesus can do. It is about who he is. He can only do miracles because of who he is. Wow. Pursue him. He goes on to say in verse 47, same chapter, he keeps ministering to the people. John 6, he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. In other words, they had a miracle, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. He said, you're looking for me just to give you the next meal that will keep you alive here in this life. I want to give you something that will keep you alive forever. But you got to pursue me. You've got to understand why I do miracles. And it's because of who I am and what I can offer you. What I want to do. Miracles help us deal with this life. Jesus gives us eternal life. Wow. Jesus goes on to say in this same teaching, verse 64, still John 6, he says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. 
Now listen, Jesus teaches us the value of his words. His words outweigh his miracles. You say, oh yeah, Pastor Jay, that's me. I'm a word girl, I'm a word guy. Well, would you rather hear a sermon or see a miracle? I kind of had to check my own heart. Because he said his words are more valuable to me than the miracles. They outweigh them. Why? Because we know the Bible teaches us heaven and earth could pass away. But his words will never pass away. And to pursue his words is to pursue Jesus. To put value on what he says is to pursue him and not the miracle. Jesus, I want to wrap this up at this point because finally, I'm sure Jesus said, finally somebody gets it. It goes on to say to the crowd, he says in verse 66, same passage, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. In other words, they didn't want to pursue him anymore. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Wow, they finally got it. But here's another wonderful truth we learn. Some disciples walked away. Even though they had seen miracle after miracle, they walked away. Understand this. Get this. Miracle-inspired faith is not enough. Miracle-inspired faith is not enough. If we won't receive his words, we won't receive him. you got to put faith in his words. And finally, Peter gets it. And he says, you're the one who gives eternal life. The miracles are wonderful and we're thankful for them, but they only point to who you are and we're going to pursue you. Wow. Now listen, miracles are temporary. Jesus and his word are eternal. Mm. Miracles are like having the golden egg. But pursuing Jesus is like having the goose that lays the golden eggs. Come on. I'm going to say it again, just in a different way. Miracle-inspired faith is deficit. deficit. The miracle is only the sign. It's directional, but not transformational. Mm. Miracles can be eye-catching, and God wants them to catch your eye. But when they catch your eye, then he wants you to point your attention to the words, to his life. The miracle worker must always be greater in our eyes than the miracle. Mm. That's what it means to pursue Jesus. Now listen, if we're too focused on the miracle, we could miss the Savior. Wow. I want to share with you a friend of mine. His name is Christopher Alam. He's a minister, and he actually is of Middle Eastern origin, but God sent him back over to his area of the world to hold gospel crusades. And one of the things that he does is 
he prays for people and he sees miracle after miracle and I want to see I want you to see some of the miracles these are just recent ones that he just posted on Facebook and I'd love to have shown some of his videos but they weren't the quality we needed but can you put up that first one here's a man blind in his left eye received his sight yesterday Jesus opened his ear which was deaf since birth there's my friend in the yellow cap there. This one, he was completely deaf in both ears, but Jesus gave him perfect hearing. Then the last one, the lady, she was paralyzed in her right arm and leg and could not walk. Jesus made her totally whole. Now, I, I want to read some words that another friend of mine, many of you know him, he's come here to minister, Tony Cook, uh, sent out an email to some pastors, and he included these words from Christopher Alam. These are Chris's words, the one that's holding these Crusades. He says, do you want to flow in general? In, in, let me get it. Do you want to flow in genuine miracles from God? Stay away from churches and schools where they emphasize miracles and the supernatural more than they emphasize the word of God. Where they talk about demonstrating the supernatural more than about studying and lifting up the word of God. This is again Christopher Alam. I see miracles in my ministry, but this happens not because I chase after miracles, but I pursue Jesus. And I am a stickler for his word, and God always confirms his word with signs following. Now, now listen, miracles can draw us to Christ but they won't keep us pursuing him. A solid foundation in the word, a solid foundation in who Jesus is, will keep you, will bless you. Mm. Now, I'm going to say something here. Listen up. We can't always count on a miracle, but we can always rely on his word. Amen? God never asks us to build our life on a miracle. He asks us to build our lives on Jesus and who Jesus is. Let me close this up. I, I want to take you to a man that Jesus kind of confronted and said, hey, you just here for the miracle? But this man made a decision from his heart immediately that Jesus was more important than the miracle. We'll see in the end, Jesus took care of him. But I want to tell you this story and we'll close with this John 4 46 it says as he traveled through Galilee and this is Jesus he came to Cana where he had turned the water into wine there was a government official I'll get it out there was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick when he heard Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die and Jesus asked here Jesus kind of confronts will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders and you'll see Jesus said this not just to the man, but to the entire crowd, but it included the man. And how does the man respond? It says the official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. And then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said, and he didn't even see the miracle. Come on. 
and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. Wow. He asked them when the boy had suddenly, or he asked them, I'll get it out. I don't know why I keep losing my place here. <laughs> Yesterday, oh, there it is. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he, now listen, and he and his entire household believed in Jesus. Wow. Believed. In, in other words, they started pursuing Jesus. Not just the miracle. When he said, oh, are you just going to believe in me because of the miracles? He said, okay, if you say you believe in me, then go home, your son is well. And the man took him at his word. Listen, you want to pursue Jesus? Take him at his word. Don't be so concerned. I need a miracle. Why don't rely on the promises that he's already made to you and just go home? Not right now. Because I'm almost finished. I want to wrap this up today by just telling you a story. Because really the whole thing here is about pursuing Jesus. Because you want to have a relationship with him. Because he's the Savior. He can work the miracles. He can do what you need him to do. Listen to this story. There's a story about five relatives. Or really there's a story about an old miner who had five relatives. And this certain old miner lived all alone in the mountains of Colorado. And when he died, these distant relatives came from the city to collect his valuables. Upon arriving, they all, saw, all they saw was an old shack with an outhouse beside it. Inside the shack next to the rock fireplace was an old cooking pot and his mining equipment. A cracked table with a three-legged chair stood by the tiny window, and a kerosene lamp served as the centerpiece for the table. The furnishings of the little room were completed with a dilapidated cot and a threadbare bedroll tucked into the dark corner. They picked up some of the old relics and started to leave. As they were driving away, an old friend of the miners said, Hey, I flagged him down and said, Hey, would you mind... <coughs> So-and-so is one of my good friends. Do you mind if I help myself to what's left in my friend's cabin? Oh, go right ahead, they replied. After all, they thought, nothing inside that shack would be worth anything. The old friend entered the shack, walked directly over to the table. He reached under it, lifted up one of the floorboards. floorboards. He then proceeded to take out all the gold his friend had discovered over the past 53 years, enough to have built a palace. The recluse died, and only his friend, know, with only his friend knowing his true worth. As the friend looked out the little window and watched the cloud of dust behind the relative's car disappear, he said, they should have got to know him better. Mm. We really need to get to know Jesus better. Come on, he can do miracles. I believe we're going to enter into a time where he does miracles. But pursuing Jesus results in the richest life, eternal life. Truly, the greatest treasure in life is knowing him. Amen. Did you get something out of that this morning? I pray that you did.